Cubes. I want you to notice in verse 11. Or, or, you know what, let's look at verse 14. I want to sh- point out a few things in here. It says, For He is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Who's that talking about? That's talking about Jew and Gentile, correct? He's made both one. In verse 17, And came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were not. Who's that talking about? Jew and Gentile, right? Preach the same thing to both of us. For through Him, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Who's the both there? Jew and Gentile, correct? Verse 19, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Who are we fellow citizens with? The saints. Okay, Those Old Testament believers, fellow citizens. Verse 22, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So right here we see in this passage, Ephesians chapter 2, one of the most well-known chapters in the Bible. And it's one that, it's usually just the first half though that people read. They usually stop at verse 10. But then, the rest of the chapter, it's often ignored because I believe Ephesians chapter 2 is another passage that absolutely destroys a lot of the false teachings of Zionism. And Hanukkah is coming up this week. It's going to be starting this week, and I started an annual tradition. This is the fourth year in a row. On the week of Hanukkah, I have preached a message against Zionism. Say, so how come it's only been you know four years now? Well, because five years ago I was on the wrong side, <laughs> and so I didn't do it. Back, didn't do it back then. Uh, but you know, thank God I, I learned the truth, and so I've been do, I, I've been doing this. And what I want to talk about tonight is Zionism and white guilt. Zionism and white guilt. Zionism, I I believe it's one of the easiest false doctrines to refute. I came around on Zionism before, you know, rapture stuff. Because it's it's so simple. But at the same time, it's really hard to win people over on it, isn't it? It's very difficult. And you're going to get called names. You're going to get called anti-Semitic. And I just want to say right now, I'm going to be nice tonight because I'm a nice guy. But, you know, if you, if you call me anti-Semitic and you call anyone anti-Semitic because of what they believe and when it comes to replacement theology, you're just an idiot. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know a nicer way to put it. That is the most ridiculous thing that you can say. And I'm going to show you why. And here's the reason they do that. They can't refute what they teach. So they call a name that everybody's scared of. Okay, Nobody wants to be called a racist today. And nobody wants to be called anti-Semitic. And, they, and people are scared of that. And so that's supposed to scare me when I get called anti-Semitic. That's also supposed to scare other people away from listening to me. You don't want to listen to that anti-Semite. Oh, yeah, anti-Semites are bad. And I agree. It's bad to be anti-Semitic. But there is, I'm going to show you there is nothing anti-Semitic about what we preach. In fact... I mean, it's, you know, you're going to, the racism and stuff, it comes from Zionism. Maybe not necessarily anti-Semitism. What would, you know, anti-Semitism, you know, that's being against the Jews and stuff. But what would you call it if you just elevate and glorify them? You know, I guess that's just Zionism right there. But that's ridiculous. And and people do that all the time. And I'm just going to be honest. When people tell me I'm anti-Semitic, I don't, I, I can't help it. But as nicely as I can think it, I think you're a loser you are scared to even try to have a civil discussion on this and you're just ignorant. That's all there is to it. 
And so I would say that to anybody to their face because it's just true. And so, uh, but you're going to get called these things. And there is, there's a lot of pressure to remain ignorant when it comes to what we teach on these things. And I believe that, I believe one of the things that's kept Baptists from coming around on this is white guilt. Okay? And if you don't know what white guilt is, you know, the definition of white guilt. I first heard about white guilt from Rush Limbaugh. He was talking about, I'm like, what is white guilt? And he, he was talking about that. It was back when Obama was running for president and uh, talking about a lot of people voted for him because of white guilt. But white guilt, it's the individual or collective guilt felt by some white people <clears throat> for harm resulting from racist treatment of ethnic minorities by other white people, both historically and currently in the United States and to a lesser extent in Canada, South Africa, and the United Kingdom. White guilt has been described as one of the... Uh, I don't even know how to say that word, cost of racism for white individuals along with empathy for victims of racism and fear of non-whites. And so a lot of we have been kind of conditioned to feel guilty for being white. Now, we've got all these you know, privileges because we're white. We've been so terrible to minorities throughout history. I mean, because of slavery. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't feel one bit of guilt because of slavery. You know why? Because I've never had a slave. My dad didn't have slaves. My granddad didn't have slaves. My great-granddad didn't have slaves. After that, I don't know. But you know what? I never had a slave. So you know what? I don't, I don't feel guilty about that. But I'm supposed to. Well, because your ancestors did. You know, your ancestors did this. Your ancestors did that. And, you know, look at all those white people that killed you know, all the Jews in the Holocaust. Why do I need to feel guilty about that? I'm not German. I don't descend from Germans. I had nothing to do with that. And it's like, yo, there was white people that did that to them. Well, so now all white people are guilty because of what one country did? And wasn't it our country that went and fought them and stopped them? So why am I supposed to feel guilty for that? But I'm supposed to. And I, I could get accused of being a racist just for not feeling guilty. For being white. I don't feel guilty at all for being white. You know what? I was born this way. I can't help it. I can't. You know, can a leopard change his spots or an Ethiopian his skin? That's something about it. And you know, I, well, I can't help it. I mean, I don't care how much I go tanning. You're always going to be able to tell that I'm white. I can go and roast myself in the sun and I'm still going to be a white person. Can't help it. And I'm not guilty about it. And it's just, but it, people do. They feel guilty for it today. And, you know, and I'm not allowed to, it's like I'm not allowed to say certain things because I'm white. You know, you can't understand because you're white. And, yeah, I under, yeah, there's some things culturally I can't understand, you know, because I, I wasn't there. I'm not saying there's not some truth to that, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't feel guilty for being white. I can't help it. I was born this way. It was not a choice. It, it just happened. And so, but in 2017, in America, we're constantly talking about racism and bigotry. We just can't seem to get any real lasting victory in that area. And the truth is, you know, I don't think it's near as bad as the news media makes it. I mean, when was the last time any of you, okay? We're a predominantly white area here today in the, in the Sterling Rock Falls area. I know we're a rural country, but you know what? We've got minorities here. And it, when was the last time you all saw a black person and you got scared, okay? 
Did, did, did any of you get scared? Did any of you, you know, move your wallet to your front pocket? You know what I mean? Did any of you, you know, put it, lock your car? You know, we don't do that, that stuff. We don't even notice it. I mean, maybe it bothers you. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I don't get nervous around ethnic minorities. I don't, if some visit the church, I'm like, I'm not like, I don't, I don't feel anything. Okay. I think I do a good job of, you know, treating people as equals. And I think most people do too. I think, you know, one of the proofs I think that we're not a racist society is it is very common to see, you know, white, black, and Mexican kids all playing together. Why is that? Because they don't think nothing of it. And that tells me, too, that their parents probably aren't racist. Because if their parents were racist, they'd be telling them not to do it. The parents would be telling them all these terrible things about minorities, and then the kids wouldn't want to be around them. But they don't care. You know why? Because we're not a racist society. But we'll hear about one story in the news media, and then that's all we hear about in the news for the next week, and we're told to feel guilty. And Baptists today, we call them Fox News Baptists. They're watching Fox News all the time. And if you watch the news media enough, you're going to feel guilty for being white. And as a result of this guilt, people often take foolish positions just in order to prove that they are not a bad person, to prove that they are not racist. And they will take positions of stupidity in order to do that. And I believe that's one of the reasons we have this foolish unbiblical doctrine of Zionism in church today. Now, what did we just read in Ephesians chapter 2? It's very clear the Bible here is speaking, and not just spiritually, that Jews and Gentiles, we have been made one. Okay? Not just spiritually, physically. Okay, and we're going to look at some of the verses about spiritual. It's like, well, in Christ there's neither, neither Jew nor Gentile, but on earth there is Jew and Gentile. On earth, there are differences. And I'll, I'll, we'll go to some of the proof verses that they use in just a little bit. But I want to show you a few more verses. So we saw in Ephesians 2, it just kept saying, you know, we're both one. It's one group. We've, you know, and I don't want to get off into the ructardisms and things that they're teaching today. I want to kind of stick with what a lot of the mainstream, normal, sane Baptists, who at least have salvation, right, what they teach. But even most regular Baptists, they will admit, you know, they're not going to go all crazy with a lot of the Jew stuff, but they still see them as a separate people. They really do. And that's bad. Ephesians 2 destroys that all by itself. But a lot of them, well, in Christ, there's not Jew, but they're still different. They are a separate people. And that is just, that is absolutely ridiculous. And I'll prove that to you. But in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And they'll say, well, that's spiritually speaking. And yes, in that verse, that is spiritually speaking. Absolutely. But you know what? It's not just spiritually speaking. Physically, too, God has made us one. In Acts 17, 26, and it says, And He hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and at the term of the time before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Made us all of one blood. Okay, we're all, we're all of the human race. We have all fallen, we have all sinned, and we all need to be saved, both Jew and Gentile. And you're going to see where I keep throwing that in there, both Jew and Gentile. Even though I'm saying that we're all the same, and I'm going to show you why the Bible does that all the time. 
But when the Bible says, you know, Jew and Gentile, it is not acknowledging the two different groups. It is dealing with a false idea that's in the heads of the people that it's talking to. Because back then they had that idea. The Jews constantly elevated themselves because they descended from Abraham. And because they had this false idea in their head, they're constantly mentioning Jew and Gentile, not acknowledging the differences, but just trying to deal with these people. Say, hey, listen, Jews and Gentiles, you're one. And people miss that part. That's what we saw throughout Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at a few more verses. Acts 15, verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know how a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God who knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as He did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt you got to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor ye were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. So right here, Peter... Yes, he's acknowledging Jew and Gentile, but you see what he's doing? He's trying to say, hey, God saved them just like us. He gave them the Holy Ghost just like us. Why are we trying to tell them to keep the law when we couldn't do it? Turns out we're the same as they are. It turns out we've all been made one. God put no difference between us and them. Same thing. We are the same. And so here's the thing. If we're the ones teaching that we're the same as Jews, physically speaking, then how can we be anti-Semitic? We're not, I'm not, I'm not putting them below me, but I'm not putting them above me either. You know what I'm doing? I'm putting them on an equal level with me. How is that anti-Semitic? I'm, I've been told I'm anti-Semitic because I don't want them to go and kill all the Muslims so the Jews can have Israel. I'm told I'm anti-Semitic for that. You're the, I'm the racist one because I'm not for just going and exterminating all the Muslims so Jews can have the land instead. We're going to go and kill these people because they don't descend from the right son of Abraham. They, because they come from Ishmael and not Isaac, we should kill them, do whatever we got to do to drive them out of the land and give it to these other people not because they're believers in Christ, not because they're following the Lord, because they descend from Isaac and I'm the racist one. What is wrong with these people? But that is what is being taught today in churches. And if you just stop and think for two seconds, you will see that that is ridiculous. And that to turn it around and call me the anti-Semitic one, you see why I look at these people and say, you're an idiot. You are just a foolish ignorant idiot to think that somebody like me is anti-Semitic. You have no brains at all. So look what it says in Romans chapter two. Let's look at a few more scriptures. Romans chapter two and verse nine says tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth the evil of the Jew first and also the Gentile. There's a separation there. It's saying they get the same thing. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Y'all see that? God treats them both the same. So we see how it's, you know, it keeps referring to them. It's not acknowledging that there's a difference 
But it's dealing with the misconception that's in the heads of these people. And this is a proof. And so another proof verse that they always go to to prove that there is a difference between the Jew and the Gentile is 1 Corinthians 10.32. Give none offense, neither the Jews nor the Gentile nor the church of God. Now, I'm going to say this in the nicest way that I know how. But any preacher who gets up and uses that verse to prove that God has three different groups of people is a moron that is just repeating what they heard some rucktard here. Well, I didn't hear it from a rucktard. Well, whoever you heard it from, heard it from a rucktard. I'm sorry, that's the only way. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being as nice as I can be. It's saying, give not offense either to the Jew or the Gentile in the church of God. It does not mean God sees them in different groups. Did you not see all those verses that we read that shows they're all the same? So why is it mentioning in that there? Okay, and the, way, the best way I can illustrate this, and we were kind of talking about this last Sunday night after church. Let's say I decide I'm going to run for president. Right? And if I'm going to run for president, I'm like, you know what? I see all Americans as Americans. I'm president for the Americans. I don't see... African American and Asian American and Hispanic Americans were all Americans. Now, what are they trying to say when they say that? They're trying to say we all play by the same rules, right? That we're, that's tr- their way of trying to say that's all equal, okay? But as any politician that tries doing that, at some point when he's making a speech, you know, he is going to be asked questions. What are you going to do to help the African American? You know, population. Well, I would love to hear a politician say, nothing. I'm going to help Americans. And anybody who wants to live like an American will be benefited. Blacks, whites, and equally. And, but at the same time, when he says that, you understand, he might think, he might have it in his head, I see everyone the same, but he's still going to say, blacks, whites, Hispanics. Is it because he thinks that way or that's because of the ding-dongs that he's talking to? No, these morons in the news media that I'm talking to, they see they're the ones categorizing everybody. What are you going to do to help the gay and lesbian community, you know, the LGBTQ community? You know, because we've got all these different categories. Shouldn't we have the same laws for everybody? Same laws for everybody. Why do we need to do special things for different groups? The IRS and the tax code. Why is it? That it, why does it matter if you're married, filing jointly, or single? I mean, shouldn't taxes be the same across the board? Isn't that how it is for tithing? Where do you see that for tithing in the Bible? Well, 10% for single, 5% you know, married, filing joint. You, know, it, you don't see that in the Bible. All right? and, but the, at the same time, no matter how firm a politician is, and I don't see black, I don't see white, he's going to have to say it at some point because the people he's talking to in our messed up country and our messed up news media are obsessed with this. And that was a problem that they dealt with back then is there was this whole Jew and Gentile thing. And these disciples and the, and the writers, they're trying to show, hey, there is no difference. And over and over again, it says it and when it says to the Jew first and also the Gentile, it's not separating them. Whenever you see that in the Bible, when it says Jew and Gentile, it's showing, guess what? It's the same thing for both of them. 
It's their way of saying, no, they're both one. And it doesn't get any clearer than what we saw in Ephesians chapter 2. It doesn't get any clearer. But your typical dispensationalist, they will take any verse where it says Jew and, Gen- Jew and Gentile, right? That it proves it. 1 Corinthians 10.32, you know, give not offense to the Jew, the Gentile, the church of God. We've got three different groups right there. There's Jews, there's Gentiles, there's the church of God. That's saved. That can be Jews and Gentiles. Because in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. So that's, the, you know, that's that third group right there. But what is that verse saying? If you actually look at the context of that, and if you actually just look at the verse, it's just saying give none offense. Because even though, okay, even though we're all one in Christ, it is true, the Bible says there's neither male nor female in Christ. But, earthly speaking, there are different things that offend different groups. Okay? A group of guys, we can get together, be eating a meal, chug a Coke, and belch to make the you know, chandelier vibrate, and nobody's going to care. We're probably going to have a good laugh about it. But if there's ladies, they're going to get offended by that. So you know what? We shouldn't do that. We should respect them because nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to belch. Okay? We're going to, we're going to be respectful in that situation. There are other ethnic groups that might get offended by certain things that are not things that are necessary for us to do. And so we shouldn't do things that are offensive to other groups especially things that God did not command us to do. But at the same time, is that God acknowledging, I see this group this way, this group that way? No. When you look at all the things about God, He deals with everybody the same. Jew and Gentile deals with them the same. God's got the same set of rules for Jews as He does for Gentiles. The same rules apply across the board to everybody. So on our messed up, sinful earth, As people, we come up with all these categories. We come up with all these weird things. God is no respecter of persons. He's not like that politician that's got to figure out how to make sure he doesn't offend everybody. God says, here's the rules. This is how it is. When God sent his son to the world, those angels came and said, uh, said, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the whole world. Oh, but what about all the Chinese people that believe in Buddha? Well, they better believe on Jesus or they're going to go to hell. Just like a Jew who doesn't believe on Jesus is going to go to hell. Just like an American who doesn't believe on Jesus is going to go to hell. You know why? Because God put no difference between us and them. Man makes differences. But God has not put differences. And yet, what are people doing when they say God's got another plan, another covenant, for the Jews, that, that what they're doing is they're saying all these verses we just looked at aren't true. That no, there is still a difference. But no, there is no difference. And then you got the you know the rucktards again. Well, there's no difference in this dispensation. But after the rapture, there's going to be a difference again. That and I you know I don't even want to address those things. All right, I, you know I want to kind of appeal to normal people tonight. I'm getting tired of dealing with those weirdos. But look what it says in. Um, Lost my spot. Go uh, jump down to uh, Romans. Go Romans chapter one. But before before I go to Romans chapter one, one thing we need to remember: the truth is, different ethnic groups. Okay, 
different ethnic groups, they do struggle with different things. The struggles in the African-American community are often different than in the Asian community or the Muslim community. The struggles are different, but you understand those struggles that they have are because of their culture, not because of our laws. It's because of their culture. If you have a culture where husbands, you don't have husbands and wives who get married and stay married, you know what? You're going to have trouble with your kids. You're going to have more crime. You're, you know, it's, if that, if that's a part of your culture, shacking up, going from woman to woman, from man to man, you're going to have trouble. You're going to struggle with poverty, crime, education. You're going to struggle with all of those things. Statistics prove that. But do any of those things have anything to do with the color of anyone's skin? Absolutely not. If white people do that, they're going to have the same problems black people do. You know why? Because morality is the, should be the same for everybody. The laws of God are for everybody. And people who violate those laws are going to struggle. And certain groups struggle more than others. You know why? There's a reason that the homo crowd struggles with STDs more than normal people. It's because of their lifestyle. It's not because the government's not spending enough money researching these diseases. It's because of their lifestyle. The land is vomiting them out. That's why they're getting all these diseases. And the truth is, God gave the same rules for everybody. You live like an animal, you're going to die like an animal. You know, you're going to live the existence of an animal. You're going to be miserable. And God gave one set of rules. God gave one Bible. Now, God didn't give a Bible to the Jews and a Bible to the Christians and a Bible to you know the Chinese. We have one, God has one word for all of us. We have all of it here. And so the point of saying that we are all one, the idea that we should all, it's, it's saying we should all play by the same rules. And is that not what God did? All of us get saved the same way, don't we? Jews are going to have to get saved the same way we do through Jesus Christ. And so while man has divided us into races, religions, sexual orientation, God plays by the same rules of all. He could care less about all our different groups. Before God judges us for stuff, He doesn't go and look at our IRS forms and you know see how we file, you know, on our what our status is on there. He doesn't go and look and see what we marked uh, on our doctor's form that we filled out when it comes to our race, you know, white, Caucasian, you know, Hispanic, black. He, he doesn't look at those things. Those things don't matter to him. And so when the Bible tells us to give none offense, it's not acknowledging that God sees the three different groups. It's just acknowledging that earthly speaking, there are differences and things that we, and there are things that we shouldn't do that are offensive. But there's one set of rules for everybody from God. And so even though there's vast difference between countries and cultures, there's only one way to heaven. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation... To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And I was listening to this one guy, he's a supposedly a saved Jew. And it was real confusing if whether this guy was saved or not. But he kept making a big deal about to the Jew first. Jew first. Jew first. We're first. We're... Do you not realize what he's saying right there? He's not saying Jews are first, Jews are number one. He's saying it's the same salvation, the Jew and the Greek. Okay, yeah, it went to them first. But guess what? Today, 
It's the same thing, the same salvation. You are not first anymore. Okay? You are right in the same boat with us. Jews have been concluded in unrighteousness, exactly where the Gentiles were. We are on the same boat, exactly. But they, they just they geek out over that stuff. Like, Do you people never look at context? Do you never stop and actually read a whole chapter at once? And actually meditate on it and just ponder a little bit and think. You just look at a phrase and you run with it like we talked about last week. It's the most ridiculous thing. But Zionists, they get excited every time they see that separation. But Paul's just showing that the gospel saves both. Proving there is no difference. Well, why do you put the difference there? Because that's what these people thought. And he's trying to tell them, no, there's no difference. Jews and Gentiles get saved the same way. Same thing. So, the reason we're never going to heal in America is because we're constantly picking old wounds. We're constantly doing that. We used to have a mentality that other races were inferior or superior, depending on which race you were. They used to have that because we had that religion of evolution that got started in the 1800s. And it advanced that idea. And it's a, that's a false religion. Okay? Evolution is a religion. And it's a bad religion. And it's the one that taught that. Evolution is the religion that inspired Hitler. And made him think that one race was superior to another. And somehow, we've got Baptists that still feel that way and are still seeing differences. And we should see the differences culturally. So maybe we can know how to deal with these people. Know how to give none offense. But when it comes to the gospel, I'm going to give anybody from any culture, the exact same message, and it's going to be the message of Jesus Christ. doesn't matter who it is. And because that's how they've got to get saved. And so, I believe the reason Zion has been prevalent in Baptist church, I, do, I believe it's because of white guilt. You know, and why is that? Well, once again, we're told every day we're racist just because we're white. We're white. You're racist because you're white. You know, we're told that we're intolerant because we believe in biblical morality. We don't believe the homos should be being homos and doing what they do. You know, we don't believe, you know, we think it's bad if a culture doesn't, you know, honor the sanctity of marriage. You know, we, we frown on those things. You know, we think that that kind of thing is wrong. We think it's wicked. And so, um, you know, we're, we're being told these things all the time and it starts to get into our head. We're told we're intolerant just because we believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. But you know what? We can't help it. It's the truth. It's, he's the only way to heaven. And so it's like, just like the, you know, the upper middle class people, they're usually the ones that are always volunteering in the homeless shelters and soup kitchens because they feel guilty for having a lot of money. But why do they need to feel guilty? Why, why do you feel guilty for having money? Because you've been made to feel guilty by the news media. And Christians today, we love to help the most hated oppressed people in the world, the Jews. And that's, that's why they're like that. It's like, we've been told we're racist, we're bigoted and all these things. And so it's like our counteraction to that is we go ape over the Jews. We go nuts over the Jews. But you know what? It doesn't work with me because I'm not guilty. And it's like, we've been made to feel guilty because of the Holocaust. I had nothing to do with the Holocaust. I wasn't even born. When it happened. 
My family had nothing to do with the Holocaust. I wasn't there. I didn't do it. I'm not guilty. Not guilty about it at all. And I don't feel like I need to lift up a people, walk around on eggshells because their, you know, ancestors or their race, for lack of a better term, suffered during that time. They didn't suffer during that time. You know, they, you know the, the Steinbergs that live next to you or whatever, they didn't go through the Holocaust. And so you don't need to feel guilty when you're around them. But we're told that we're supposed to. But Baptists do. It's like they, they love it. Because, you know, Baptists, unfortunately, especially down south and down south, Zionism is huge down there. Some of the dumbest Zionists in the world are from the south. And I think a lot of it's too because of the fact that, you know, you got the Southern Baptists down there. And a lot of that was started... The Southern Baptist Convention was started so they can be Baptists and still have slaves. Okay, But once again, this generation doesn't need to feel bad about that. That wasn't them. That was their ancestors. You don't need to feel bad about that. But people, they, they, they put Jews on the pedestal because they've been able to feel guilty. Because, you know, but why, why are they guilty? We're, we're not even Germans. Anybody even descend from Germans? Stonemaker. Stonemaker. Yeah, Guilty. I hope you're feeling bad tonight. You know, all those, all, all those, all those poor Jews you killed. All those six million Jews you killed. I hope you feel guilty. He wasn't even born during that time. He just has a German name. You know, but, you know, but, you know, 1941 through 45, we had the Holocaust, but then we started getting this conditioning. You know, in 1947, I saw this movie years ago. Hollywood made that movie, like Gentleman's Agreement with Gregory Peck. I don't know if anybody ever saw that, where he was, he was a white guy. Which Jews are white. He, he was an American, but he pretended to be a Jew because he was like a reporter or something and wanted to show just how bad Jews got treated. And he got treated like garbage just because he was a Jew. And so I'm supposed to watch that today and feel bad for being white. But I, I've never treated Jews that way. I've never not let it, somebody, I've never owned a hotel that I didn't let somebody stay at just because they were Jewish. So I don't feel bad about those things. But it, it, a lot of people are falling for this. And what's funny about this too with Baptists, it's like they feel guilty for being racist in the past, probably towards black people because of their history of you know uh, slavery, especially down south and the Southern Baptists, uh, a lot of people that maybe came out of there. But what's funny, you, you can't change the heart of man by just giving them a better lie. You can't do that. Because you know, proof is, you know, these... You know, after years and years of all this white guilt, it's caused Baptists who they elevate. They're not elevating the black people. In fact, you look at Baptists, I mean, they hate the Black Lives Matter stuff. Which, the Black Lives Matter is stupid. That whole thing is stupid. It's meant to promote racism and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's a bunch of garbage. But they go absolutely nuts over that. But they're always, stand with Israel. Stand with Israel. Hashtag, I stand with Israel. I almost... I read some tweets this week that were so dumb by Baptist preachers. I mean, they were so dumb. I almost, I had, I had them all ready to go. I almost printed them out. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I'm telling you, I just went out. They all went nuts because Trump's declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. And, and they don't even know what that means. They don't even understand what that changes. These preachers are all like, oh, this is fulfillment of prophecy. I thought the next event on God's prophetic calendar was the rapture. Not Trump recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And there, I mean, the tweets 
were so stupid. I'm embarrassed to know these people that were putting these out. And I just, one of the hardest things about social media is not responding to every stupid, idiotic, I mean, just preschool stupidity you see coming from Baptist preachers. It's difficult. But, you know, they, do, they lift these Jews up. And guess what? They do this because of white guilt. But the Jews that they lift up, they're like the only people in the world whiter than we are. They, you know, they, they hate the Muslims. But then those guys over there that are just as much the seed of Abraham, if not more, we don't even know if those white Jews even come from. You know, and, and, and I'm now I'm anti-Semitic just for doubting these people descend from where they say they descend from. Just like I'm a homophobe or whatever because I don't think Bruce Jenner is a woman. And I don't call him Caitlin. I'm just as bad of a person for that, for doubting that these pale white Jews aren't, don't really descend from Abraham. Well, I, I can't help it. They're whiter than me. And those are the ones that Baptists choose to lift up to prove they're not racist. To me, that proves they are. The fact that they're doing that. And so, you know, and, you know here's the question. You know, who's hurting America more right now? Is it Muslims? Is it the Muslim terrorists that are hurting America more? Or is it one-third of our Supreme Court who keeps voting wrong on every issue? Stephen Breyer, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Elena Kagan... All three of them Jews. One third. What percentage of our country is Jewish? I mean, it's a small percentage. But 33% of our Supreme Court is Jewish. What in the world? How is, how is that right? You know, we've, you know, in the Senate, you got guys like Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, Barbara Boxer, Dianne Feinstein. These are big name ones. High up. All the chosen people that are destroying our country. Uh, Anthony Weiner. You know, thankfully he's gone. But I mean, these are the people that they want to lift up. These are the people that they want to promote. When Just because they say they are Jews. And I don't even believe they are. I think they are not. And you lie. And are the synagogue of Satan. But that's something else for later. But, you know, should we have to pay for the sins of our fathers? Okay. Well, look, Deuteronomy chapter 24 and verse 16 says, the father should not be put to death for the children, neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. So guess what? I didn't kill any Jews. I don't need to feel guilty. And I don't. And a lot of people are going to think I'm a terrible person for that. But I'm, I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. I don't feel bad for anything. I've never done anything harmful to a Jew. Ever. So I don't feel bad. Oh, but your ancestors... First of all, I don't even know. If they did, I don't know who they are. Tell me their name. I'll go spit on their grave if it makes you happy. You know, I don't, you know, if I had an ancestor as a Nazi, yeah, I'll say something bad about them. But as far as I know, I didn't. So I don't feel bad. My dad never did anything to a Jew. My granddad never did it as far as I can. You know, my, my, my dad's side of the family, they used to be pretty racist, but I don't think it was towards Jews. It was, you know, they were... They were more racist towards black people back in the day. But, um, you know, they, you know I, I don't need to pay for that. And I, I, don't, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty about slavery. I don't feel like I need to pay reparations for anybody. I don't feel like I need to pay Indians for stealing their land. I wasn't there. I was born here. 
And I've had nothing to do with it. I've never done anything bad to an Indian. And I don't feel guilty. And you can call me a terrible person that if you want. But we shouldn't have to pay for the sins of our fathers. And where people get confused, turn over to Exodus chapter 20, because I know what some of you might be thinking. Thou shalt not make of thee any graven image, verse 4, or any likes of anything that is in heaven or, in, uh, or above, that is in earth beneath, that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto the thousand of them that love me, and keep my commandments. So do we have a contradiction here? Absolutely not. In Deuteronomy chapter 24, it's talking about man dealing with man. When man deals with man, you don't make a son pay for what his father did. They pay for what they pay for their own sins. But listen, God may decide to deal with the later generation for what their fathers have done. But do you understand God's the only one that can do that justly? And throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible, we see that there were, especially in the Old Testament, there were later generations that often paid for the sins of their fathers. But understand, it was God doing that. You never see him in the Old Testament, you know, getting together and like, well, um, and actually there were some examples, but I don't believe it was just. But you never see where there's like, yeah, you know, I remember 14 generations ago when this happened, you know, let's go kill some of these people because of that, you know. Now, there were times God dealt in situations like that. But understand, when it comes to human government, we are not going to just go and look for people with German names and go killing them. Because you know what? You know, it's an anniversary of the Holocaust. Let's go find some people with German names and kill them. You know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to kill the cell makers because of what happened in the Holocaust. They weren't there. That would be wrong. Now, if God feels like they need to pay somehow, you know, God can deal with them. You know, God can get them thrown in a concentration camp. You know, maybe that both heat, that's probably why you work in a prison right there. You know, you haven't done any crimes, but God still gets you behind bars every day, you know, <laughs> because you deserve it because <laughs> of the sins of your father. I don't know. But understand, only God can do that. We have never been commanded as man to go and make people pay for what their ancestors did. God might do that. And in the Old Testament, we would see God do that. But do you realize in the Old Testament, we don't have time to look at examples, when God would go and deal with a later generation for the sins of their fathers, that generation was usually doing the same thing, weren't they? And we would often see it where when a later generation would get right, God would stall off the judgment until the next generation that started doing what that previous generation had done. So God can do that. You and I cannot do that. And I am not going to make people pay. You know, if I were to take, you know, go back to my ancestry, I could probably find some of my ancestors that had an injustice done. You know, and I'm not going to go and look for people that descend from them and then go get vengeance that way. That would be, that would be foolish. That would be wrong. Only God can do that in the right way. And so, uh, and, you know, and during Jesus' time, we see that, in, I believe in 70 A.D., the Jews, they paid for the martyrs of all their fathers going back to Abel. And proof of that is in Matthew chapter 23. When he told me, you know, upon this generation shall come the blood of, you know, going back from Abel to Zacharias. On this generation, it's going to come. And 40 years later, 
Judgment came because of the sins of the past. But understand, it was God that brought that on them. And it was, and so we need to understand that's how that works. And so, yeah, if you've got bad history in your ancestry, you don't need to punish yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up over it. You don't need to be guilty over it. And you don't need to go crazy and start lifting up a race to make you feel better. We don't need to feel guilt for anything except not doing more to get the gospel of these people. That's the only thing we ever feel guilty about. And so an exhortation to Zionists who claim that they are not ruckards, all right? If you because there's a lot of good Baptists out there who are buying into some of the Zionism. And I think it's all bad. But you realize for you to call the Jews God's chosen people just because of their bloodline, it contradicts all those scriptures that we read about Jews and Gentiles. God put no difference. But you're going to look at them and say, because of where you descend, you are God's chosen people because of that, nothing else. People who hate God, people who reject Jesus Christ, you're going to elevate them because of their bloodline. That flies in the face of everything we've been reading tonight. How can you do that? How can you put a separation? How, why are you building up a wall where God broke a wall down? God broke down that middle wall partition and Baptists are trying to build it back up today. And we don't... Mr. Ruckman, tear down that wall. You know, you know he's, he's dead. But whoever's, you know, Mr. Gip, Mr. Grady, you know, tear down that wall. It, but you know what? It's already tore down. These guys are trying to build it back up. Absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it, it also means if they are God's chosen people, simply because of their bloodline, it means that God's a respecter of persons. And he said he wasn't. Very clearly. If you think that after the rapture, God is going to go back to dealing with the Jews, then the God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever will then be different. It says in Romans 9, 8, that is they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. So God's going to have to change drastically after the rapture comes. Let's enter another dispensation. Sorry. And so then, what about all Israel shall be saved? And that's what they go to. Well, it says all Israel shall be saved. Well, are you going to allow a bad interpretation of not even just one whole verse, one phrase, to discredit everything we just read? Did you not see all those verses we read showing God's made us all one? He broke down the middle wall. We're all of one blood. He's made us all of one blood, but you have decided that no, their blood's different. And even though God said we're all of one blood, just because they say they're different, we're going to go along with that to prove we're not anti-Semitic, to prove we're not racist, and God's going to do something special for those people in the future just because of their bloodline. That makes, that makes absolutely no sense. That's a bad interpretation of Romans chapter 11 that makes people say that. And we don't have time to read all of Romans chapter 11, but let me give you it in a nutshell. In Romans 11, Paul is saying that the Jews are not cast away. And there's a reason that they're not cast away. There's a reason they can be saved. You know why? Because God made them just like us. And if we can be saved, they can be saved. God has not cast them away. They're not reprobate. He's concluded them all in righteousness so He can have mercy upon all. 
They were the branches. They were broken off because of unbelief. But if they will believe, they can be grafted back in just like we get grafted in when we believe. You all see it? It's the same thing. Same people. And when Paul's saying God has not cast away His people, they take that to say God's not done with Israel. God's going to go back to dealing with them because of their bloodline. No, He's just saying they can be saved. And proof of that is I'm saved. That's what Paul said. I'm saved. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. He got saved after the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the next dispensation, after Pentecost. You know, I got saved. And so if I, I can be saved, they can be saved too. You know why? All Israel can be saved. Romans 10, 13, I just told you a few verses before, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And guess who whosoever includes? The Jews too. You know why? Because they're just like us. We're all the same. And so Romans, it's, it's saying that they are not cast away, meaning they can still be saved. They were broken off. Paul said God concluded them all in unrighteousness, putting them in the same place that we were before salvation. And so now, even though they were broken off, they can still be saved today. And so why did he bring this up? You know, why did he bring this up about Israel? Because in chapter 10, he said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he clearly in Romans is dealing with the people that are still putting a, distinguish, a, a, a distinction between two people. And he's saying, no, there's no distinction. God deals with both the same. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What about those Jews? God's not cast them away. They can be saved. But, but wait a minute, you know, they were the chosen people and they rejected. Yeah, those branches were broken off they were concluded unrighteousness, but God in His wisdom. And I mean, this was a mystery. Something only God can do. God still managed to keep His promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And still, even though they rejected Him, He still made a way of salvation for them. But it's not another way. The way of salvation He made for the Jews is by putting them exactly where we are. And if we're able to get saved, they're able to get saved. That's what it's teaching in Romans chapter 11. We don't have time to go verse by verse to prove all that. But if you will look at the entire chapter in context, that is what it's showing. That is, that is what it's proving. And so Romans 11, it proves what I've been saying this entire message. And that is God sees no difference. Man might. And because of those differences, we want to be careful not to be offensive in something that's not necessary, but God has put no difference. And we need to realize the same message goes to anybody. There is no difference. Same salvation to everyone. And so just a few bonus verses real quick. This is kind of a tradition. Every time I do this Zionist message, I always do these bonus, bonus verses. If you believe in Zionism, you need to preach these, any preacher that uses, that believes in Zionism should stop using these verses in the Bible. And preachers use them all the time. And that's Psalms 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as He moved our transgressions from us. Verse 7 shows who He's talking to. He hath made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. Who is God talking to there? He was talking to Israel. You can't claim that, church. That's to Israel, not the church. But you preachers not use that all the time? He's removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Amen? Well, he told that to Israel. You're going to claim that one since you like that one? 
Well, go ahead. Go ahead and claim it. It's yours. But you need to throw out Zionism. You need to stop with your stupid Matthew 24 is only written to the Jews. Therefore, it has nothing to do with us. Well, Psalms was written to the Jews too then. So that has nothing to do with us. So stop singing the songs about your sins being removed as far as the east is from the west. Because those are replacement theology songs. And if you're going to reject that stuff, then reject those songs. Micah 7.19 He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers in the days of old. Whose sins are you going to cast into the depths of the sea? Israel's sins into the depths of the sea. So what are these Christians doing? What's the church doing singing in the depths of the sea? What are they doing singing that? You have no business singing that song. That's to the Jews. Well, it's the spiritual Jews. So you know what? We're going to keep on singing it. Because I like those songs. And those songs are biblical. You know what else they need to get stopped using all the time? Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we do all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Who's that written to? That's written to the Jews. Their righteousness was as filthy rag. But it got taken away. How'd that happen? Cleansing the blood of Jesus Christ. We know that now. And so, you know, I'm going to keep claiming that verse. But understand, that's to Israel. That's to Israel. So these preachers that want to use that, they need to be consistent. They've got to stop using those verses. They need to stop reason, singing songs like it's through the blood where it says, not by works of my own righteousness, for filthy rags are they. Or where'd you get the idea that your sins are as filthy rags? Why is it 64, 6? That's to the Jews. What's wrong with you? Your sins aren't as filthy rags, apparently. You see how dumb this stuff gets? There's no consistency in what these preachers teach. They need to throw out those verses. They need to stop using them. If they're and, and I heard a preacher say this one time. I called him out for the no man knoweth the day or the hour thing. He said, Matthew 24 is not the rapture. But what about no man knoweth the day or the hour? That's Matthew 24. He used that to prove an imminent rapture. And I said, how can you use that verse to prove an imminent rapture when you said Matthew 24 is not about the rapture? Well, because we know no man knows the day or the hour. But how do we know that? You're supposed to know that because of a verse in the Bible. And if that verse is not talking about our rapture, then how can you say, how can you say that? It's just, you see how foolish this stuff is? And these people call themselves Bible scholars. But look, we, don't, we don't need to have white guilt. As long as we can learn from history's mistakes. I can't do anything about injustices of the past, but I can do something to help the future. And I intend to spread the message that there is neither Jew nor Greek. I do not intend to back down. I'm going to continue to spread the message that there is only the human race. And if I can say one more thing to just bother a lot of Baptists. Alright? Just to tick some people off. Alright? Because you know what? I've been nice this whole message. Because I believe that verse where it says that we are all of one blood. I'm just going to say it. I don't think interracial marriage is bad. I don't think there's any such thing as interracial marriage. You know why? Because we're all part of the human race. And I just ticked off a lot of Southerners. And so you know what they're going to do to cover up their white guilt? They're going to go put some Jews on a pedestal, the only people whiter than them. But you know, I, I believe that. 
And go ahead and argue with me on that. I'm going to continue pushing that. I'm going to continue to attack the teachings of Zionism because they're intended to divide and to elevate people. They elevate one race over another. That is where racism comes from. And bottom line is there is only the human race. And it's all fallen. And Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. And if we believe on Him, He will save us. And only those who believe in Him will be saved. So, with that, let's close the word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word. I pray that this message will sink into our hearts. I pray, Lord, You'll help us to get over this foolish teaching of Zionism, dear God, and that all this racism that's being uh, pushed in our country, Lord, because of the false religions of Darwinism and Zionism. God, I pray You'll get it out of our minds. Wash our minds of it. And that we'll see people, Lord, as, as equals. That we'll see each person as someone with a soul. And I pray, God, you'll, you, uh, you'll use that to help us, Lord, to give the gospel to everyone and not be ashamed. It is what saves everyone. Pray to help us, dear Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.